Welcome to the Tech Sales Show, dedicated to making you a better seller. Recorded 4,827 miles across the Atlantic Ocean with Bobby Das from Houston, Texas, a father, husband, golfer, pilot, and tech seller. And Brian Evans, an expat in London, England, family man, 2X Ironman, and an ERP salesman. Both sharing tried and true sales strategies and providing free tools to make each week and campaign easier for you. They also answer your questions weekly. Now, here is Bobby and Brian. Hey, hey, Bobby. What's up, Brian? Well, we got a great new series that we're starting on. It's all about sales productivity. But before we get into it, we've got some interesting metrics and a little bit of a rebrand that we're going to talk about. So, First, on the metrics fronts, uh, I think everyone that listens to the series, the episodes, know that uh, we are all about uh, different tools. Well, the, the the Bobby and Brian, or the Tech Sell Show, as we'll be called, is has reached now 15,000 uh, unique listens. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Please sign up for the mailing list. Um, check us out on Twitter at Bobby Brian Sells. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for the great show topics uh, over the past year. Yeah, it's a big milestone. We didn't know what to expect or what we were going to be able to accomplish in our first year. I think we thought we'd have a lot more listens early on, but they've slowly grown. And now as people go back and listen, it's really taken off. Um, we appreciate all the support. Thank you. Indeed. So please continue to send us those show ideas. If you've got a listener's choice, we'd love to take it on. We've taken on now an uh, entire series based off feedback. And that's really what the sales productivity one uh, was based off. It was based off uh, uh, listeners' requests. So the second piece of news that I wanted to talk about is that we're going to be rebranding. Instead of uh, you know, Bobby and Brian, this is going to be the Tech Sales Show. So we're in the process of, of switching the website over. You can still go to techsaleshow.com and get to our new site, but you'll see it's still kind of linking to a lot of the bobbyandbrian.com material. But over the course of the next week, that will all transition and you'll just see Tech Sales Show. We're also going to change our email addresses. So if, if, you're, if you've got our old email addresses saved, don't worry about it. It will still forward on to the new ones. But the new ones will be bobby at techsellshow.com and brian at techsellshow.com. So as we kind of appeal to a, to a bit of a bigger audience who, that, who don't really even know who Bobby and Brian are, the aim here is really to um, kind of broaden the listenership and uh, yeah, focus on a little bit of a rebrand here. Yeah, well, this is something we're excited about. We uh, asked for a lot of feedback early on. Bobby and Brian did us good uh, in the early days, and now we, as we continue to expand, we are going to solely focus on the brand of Tech Sales Show. So, again, thanks for the support. If we didn't get the support, we wouldn't be able to do this. Uh, we really do appreciate it. So check out our new website at techsellshow.com. Indeed. So, Bobby, why don't you introduce us to the series? Be happy to. So, the series is all about sales productivity. People ask me, and I know they ask you too, Brian, how do you guys keep up? You guys always seem to be able to respond to things. Um, we both have a knack for productivity. I think mine started when I did work for Microsoft. I was My title was literally Business Productivity Advisor. And I was trying to help people learn how to use Office better and sell Office in the 2000, 2003 days. And I pretty much just dissected every little trick that you could in Outlook and Excel in the early days and continued to compound on those benefits as new releases came out. And so that's one big piece of it. And then I think we both have a, 
minimalist attitude around how things need to get done, but a a focus on perfection as it relates to our, our output. So uh, those two combinations make us extremely product, productive people. Um, and we do great work uh, with what I would call the least amount of effort to get to that outcome. So it's all about sales productivity. Over the next three weeks, we're gonna, we, we constructed this as a three, three week series. Uh, and we broke those weeks down into this week's gonna be all about getting caught up. I think we all get behind, we all get way behind at times. We all start new years or new territories. And this week's all about how do you get caught up when you get behind or start a new gig? Next week is going to be all about keeping up, and then we're going to wrap up the series with an episode called Winning the Day. Um, and if you can get to a point where you can win each day, I think it'll free you up, and hopefully you won't get so far behind that you can't get caught up again in the future. So if you are able to win the day, you should be able to take care of all those other fun things in your life like golf, flying, cycling, family, everything else that's really important to you. So, Brian, you stumbled upon this quote that uh, I think we both feel like nails it for this series. We're going to talk about it at the opening of each episode. Why don't you share this quote with our listeners? Yeah, it, it was funny. This kind of came up about the same time as you were putting together this series. And the quote is, we are only as big as the smallest thing it takes to divert us from our goals. And I, I, I think we both think this way. I think that's not a unique um thought pattern or thought process, but I've never really seen it put in words like this. So I think we all make a conscious decision every hour of every day, every time we wake up in the morning, every time we, you know, crack our laptops back open at 8 p.m. after the kids are put to bed, we make a conscious decision as to how strategic we're going to be in our engagements um, from home life to work life to side projects to cycling or running or whatever activities it is that you're involved in, whatever project it is you're involved in, in addition to your your primary uh, job function. And I, I really, I think, Bobby, it ties directly into sales productivity. Um, we, we don't do this productivity stuff because we want to be good at computers or good at technology or good at operating an iPhone or different apps on the iPhone. We do these things so that we can be more, spend more time being strategic rather than chasing BS activity. I don't keep a Trello list, um, and we'll talk about what Trello is and how it helps me. I don't keep that list up to date all day long uh, and continue working on it because I like to spend my time into a tool. I put things there so I can get it off of my mind and focus on the most strategic, uh, important things for me. No doubt, and I think, I think it does say a lot about where our mindsets are, right? Those little things that we choose to let divert us really are the peak of our day at times, right? Um, how we get distracted by a Facebook post or an, uh, an instant message via Snapchat or, or whatever those things Politics. Might be. <laughs> Politics. Uh, a little TV in the hallway right now might really derail you if you're watching any of the news broadcasts. But uh, we, we got to make sure that those things aren't getting the better of us. And, and distracting us throughout the day. So let's talk about how we get caught up. We, we broke this section down into three parts as well, and we wanna talk about how we get caught up. Now, this is two guys who have a lot of experience and are type A, and we are focused on the, the big rocks, but we, we make mistakes. Don't, don't think that we're perfect in any sense. 
And if you have feedback, please share those in the comments for today's podcast or shoot us a note as well. But it's all about clearing out the noise, creating a schedule, and then picking the big rocks. So if you think about this, getting caught up, you're, you're either way behind or you are starting a new territory or starting a new gig, and you've got to fix these three things. First, again, clearing, the no, clearing out the noise, creating a schedule, and picking the big rocks. So let's start with clearing out the noise. If, if you've ever been at a point where you've just had so much email in your inbox, you just couldn't keep up, uh, it seems daunting. Uh, Brian, literally, how many emails do you have in your inbox for work, your workday account right now? How many emails? I, prob- I have probably 20 emails, and those, I'd say 75% of those have arrived from Friday night uh, to Sunday. And out of those 20, how many are unread? Uh, they're all read. Um, I would say 25% of them haven't really been focused on. Like I haven't, I've seen it come across. I've kind of scanned it, but I, there's still, there's kind of action that I need to take that I haven't exactly thought through yet. Yeah. So like my biggest pet peeve when people ask me for my help and, and I love to help. So if you want me to help, I'm happy to help. (laughs) But I walk up and they got 20,000 emails in their inbox or a thousand unread items in their inbox. Um, they can't possibly be doing a good job. And it's kind of one of those situations where I think about they're, they're trying to solve for everything but not getting any of the work really done. And they're asking for help for, for a process or something that's going to solve all that. You, you can't leave things unread. You can't leave things unfocused. Now, what people will always say, Brian, is they say, you know, it's just a bunch of junk. It's not important. So the first tip that I would have for you to clear out the noise is stop getting those emails that aren't important, right? I mean, Outlook totally by itself agree. will create rules so that they're deleted. You can unsubscribe to things. Uh, a little jab in my wife that I don't ever do. She has been subscribed to one million uh, subscripted emails since we've been married, uh, and email's been a real thing, and she just deletes them all the time. I figure every Saturday she spends an hour deleting all the Coles and Macy's and credit card requests that she just won't hit unsubscribe. She doesn't believe it really works. but. I mean, unsubscribe to that stuff, delete it, create a rule so that it doesn't get there anymore. Um, find a way to stop the noise from coming in. How do you how do you stop the noise, Brian? I, so I do it both two ways. Um, really, both of both ways are through rules through Outlook. Um, so we're we're assuming here people use Outlook, which is a pretty fair assumption. Well, any inbox, uh, any mail will do. What yeah, we're about yeah, too. Right. So. I started probably a decade ago um, setting up my personal email. So what I used to hate was waking up on a Tuesday morning and having 15 emails, like you said, like the Macy's, but instead it was some cycling you know, toolkit or some reminder about something um, that I didn't need to see. It stressed me out in the morning. It's hard to even explain. I just don't like seeing unread junk messages in my inbox when I wake up in the morning. So what I would do is I'd leave them there. And then when I, when I got to the point in my day where I could focus on my personal stuff, whether that was in the morning or in the evening, uh, I set up rules. Well, at first I made the decision, do you just want, should you just unsubscribe to this altogether? But some of this stuff I'd want to look at on a random Saturday morning. I'd want to have a look at it, right? So I have a folder that I call bulk and I divert all the email that is not necessary for me to act on immediately. And I, I'm to the point now to where I don't see a single email in my personal inbox unless it was directed to me, unless it was something 
that I specifically want to see in my inbox. And the same is true on the work front too. We're all we all have these uh, you know mail serve lists or you know posting things, conversation threads, announcements, all good stuff, all important stuff that I eventually need to get to or I need to scan. But that stuff does not need to be showing up in my Outlook inbox. That stuff needs to be into a folder for a designated time that I can actually focus on it. That way my focus and effort is on specific items that are important to me that now I can actually decide what's the most important strategic thing I can be focused on. Love it. And we'll talk about some batching tips and tricks in uh, episodes two and three, but uh, it's very important that you find a way to batch that work uh, that's that's not meaningful uh, at a different time. So if you attack your inbox, and, and I often tell people, and they cringe when I say this, but they're never going to look at those thousand unread items anyway, is to create a folder called Old Inbox, select all, move it over, and forget about it. The important stuff will come back. If you think that you were going to follow up on that stuff anyway, you'd be surprised. So start a new inbox and find a way that you're going to clear out the noise in your inbox and then figure out, I think the next thing as you relate to the productivity tool that you're using like Outlook or Gmail or whatever, that you figure out how you're going to keep up with your to-dos. So Brian and I both do things a little bit differently when it comes to to-dos, but it is the next thing that we're probably all keeping track of that we need a, a system or a mechanism to keep track of those. So while I do some on paper, I got a pad next to me that are my really my short-term to-dos or things I want to knock out today um, in the next three, four, five, six hours. And then uh, all my electronic stuff is in, an, in a program that we both use called Trello. It's a website. That's T-R-E-L-L-O.com, Trello. And it's a great tool. It's really a listing tool. We use it for a number of different things in my current job. I know me and Brian use it to keep track of all the things we're keeping up with. I use it for my flight school. I have a bunch of different boards, as they call it. And it's my electronic to-do list uh, and my priority list for a lot of things. We also keep ideas. Anything you could keep a list on, Trello's a great tool for that. Any other tips and tricks you have around to-dos? Yeah. I have one more I'll share after yours. Yeah, Trello. Uh, Trello's great. I, I live on Trello. I, I think I, I do something similar to you. When I've got a really, when I've got like a focus session where I need to get three or four things done in a block period of time, I'll close Trello and then have like a notepad open up on my desktop of those three or four things. Because sometimes as that to-do list grows, it can get a little bit overwhelming and I just want to see those two or three things. So very similar to you writing them down and having it in a list next to you. Um, that's what I'll do. I'll have like a little notepad on my desktop uh, to where I'll post to that. Trello also has a really good integration with Outlook. So both on my personal email and on my phone Outlook, there's a little plug-in and within two clicks, whether um, whether I'm in an unread message or you know some sort of action item in my inbox, I can create a uh, an item in Trello as a reminder. Uh, it also can be on the iPhone, and I'm sure the same is true on the Android devices. If I'm in Twitter and or if I'm reading an article on Chrome, I can save that article in Trello as well. So it kind of serves as a way to aggregate. Um, different things that are interesting to me on different boards. Like you said, I've got a personal board, I've got a work board, I've got a, uh, you know, Texel show board. Uh, I've got all that uh, somewhat organized in Trello. 
Yeah, the only other thing I do is is use Outlook uh, for work specific Dell EMC specific stuff. So if I get an email that requires action, I'm pretty quick to flag that with a to do, uh, meaning a due date uh, and a reminder if necessary, and then I file that away to clean up my inbox. Again, I think this is all about clearing up the noise. So if I keep reading the same email over and think, oh my god, I got to action that. Oh my god, I got to action that. You really are eating serious cycles out of your day. And while we think of that as maybe just 30 seconds, if you do that 30 seconds 10 times a day, that's going to add up uh, to be quite a bit of time. So the the only thing that I'd caution you against is random note taking. We talked about both having a notepad or an electronic note up. Um, but if you have more than one place you're taking those notes, um, you're probably in trouble. And I see it a lot with people where they've got two notebooks or they use a buck slip of some sort for one list of things and they've got another notebook for another list of things and um, I've seen people with multiple file folders and they, they just got this bag exploding with stuff man people that's you're never going to address all that stuff and you're never going to accomplish the ultimate goal and that's getting caught up and staying caught up yeah and we'll talk about um, staying caught up we'll talk about some ways that you can prevent from having to carry all that stuff. We'll, t- we'll talk about some tactics we use to, uh, to kind of stay on top of things because you're right. If you, and, and it's not terrible too. Like sometimes I'll become desensitized with a to-do list. Like it won't be as valuable. So Trello is one of these tools. If you search, there's Todoist. There's a thousand of these tools in the, in the iOS store that also have a thick client for your desktop. There are plenty of them out there. Just pick one you like. And if you start to become desensitized to the urgency on that list, that means it's probably time to clean it up and to switch to another list. Switch to OneNote. Try that. Try try just even a, a file that you have saved into um, you know, OneNote or Dropbox, uh, you know, a little text file there that, that keeps your to-do list together. But it's fine to keep, you know, I'd, I'd really suggest keeping it fresh. If, if you get tired of using Trello after a year, switch it out. Yeah, and part of the to-do list is that things don't seem as important in seven days as they did today. And I like striking those off. It, it's pretty powerful to know I thought this thing, whatever this thing was, was important. And in six or seven days, see it and go, man, I don't even know why I need to do that and just delete it and move on. That's not necessarily a bad thing to do because uh, you will clear up the noise. So... The next part of this episode is about creating the schedule. So as salespeople, I think we, and we've talked about it in previous episodes, but we have kind of a fiscal year, a fiscal quarter, a month, a week, a day, and that's pretty much how we break down our lives as salespeople. We've talked a lot about the year and the quarter. Let's talk about quarter and and, and inside of that uh, from the last little bit of, of this, this, this section. So Brian, what, what is your schedule, your mindset as it relates to your, your working life and, and the noise and, and keeping up with all that noise? Yeah. So I, well, I joke with my, uh, my son, my son's 13 and he's, he's kind of at that age now to where you can sleep in until 10 o'clock on a Saturday Monday, Saturday morning now. So I, I joke with him that an animal that wakes up at 545 in the morning is hard to kill. And of course, I'm I'm talking about me. Although it took him a few guesses to figure out which animal I was talking about. Um, but I, I I do I think there's a lot of power. I I I think we've talked about it before. I like the Jordan Peterson uh, reading. I think uh, Ryan Holiday is big into this too. I think I think getting up early in the morning, getting the day started early, is really important to me. And I don't 
I have shifted my workout schedule a bit to where I'm not doing as much uh, working out in the morning, partially that because that's I'm living in England now and it's a little bit more difficult uh, on the schedule that I'm at here. But I am I'm all about Bobby getting up, getting the day started very early in the morning. Yeah, so just recently I've changed where I am getting up really early. My wife and I are getting up at 4 a.m. now and running wow. three days a week at least. Uh, and we do we do I find that very exciting now. I used to dread <laughs> thinking about that, but um, to get up at four to run two two and a half miles, get back, we're back by five a.m. every day. Start my pop, my coffee pot, drink some water, and and go to coffee. I've got three strong hours before the day for the rest of the world even probably gets warmed up uh, and get a lot of stuff done. I think it's key that you create that schedule though. Like, what are these days going to look like? Even when I'm not getting up to run, I'm definitely up by 5.30, 6 o'clock at the very latest uh, to see the family off and to start my day. And so by doing that, of course, my nights aren't what they used to be when I was a young early sales rep. I'd stay up till midnight and then sleep till right, just in time to get showered into that first meeting. Uh, I don't think I was near as productive as I was. I, w- I don't think I was near as productive in those days as I am today. And that's something to reflect on. But then it is the week of kind of what my days feel like, kind of what my work schedule is going to be. I've kind of got some uh, personal maximums on extra extracurricular activities for work, meaning how many happy hours, how many dinners, how many of those partner events am I going to go to? Um, I think those those things you each of us have to think about as part of our schedule to make sure that we don't overdo it and then start to fall behind. Um, as we mentioned, both of us exercise, Brian, probably 10 X what I do. Um, but I fly planes. I, I do things at the golf course and have my outside curricular activities that I am going to participate in. Um, and right now, like it or not for the real world work that I'm doing, I, I pick up my son from school most days at two o'clock as well. And then I, I have to work that into my work schedule so that I can get the other things done. Once I drop him off at his practice so that I can get the other work things done that I'm committed to getting done from 3 to 6 o'clock. But that's my schedule. And if you create that, then you have the boundaries by which you're able to get your work done and then not not be behind and falling behind. Any things other than that, Brian, that are unique to your schedule that you could share with the listeners? Yeah, I think so. Talked about getting up at 545, whether that's, uh, you know, sometimes if I've got a a big workout in the morning. I'll get up a bit earlier than that. Not four. Four is strong, man. That's that's really good. But I, I did start to notice this on Strava uh, over the past couple of months. Seeing your uh, your Strava four a.m. runs. That's really it's really. Sharp. I love it. It's really good. I, so you're I, always the first one to like it. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say the um, yeah. So for me, five forty-five. I do my Bible study. I I like to read um, a non. So I'm I'm really into these books and I'll, I'll share a couple of these um these kind of tech tech books they're not like business books they're you know bad blood which is about theranos the uh the the company that founded the the blood testing device or conspiracy kind of the downtake of gawker media so I, I try to find non-business related books or non kind of industry related books that can kind of change my mindset a little bit it sounds strange but it helps for me to, it helps kind of diversify my thoughts a little bit and not, so I'm, I don't want to always be focused on what I'm, um, on, on what I do for my, for my job. I need a little bit of diversity of thought. It helps make me more creative. 
I think, because um, I'm not instinctually creative like that. So I, I usually read a chapter or two, um, and then I can still be at it working at 6.30. Uh, 7 o'clock, worst case, um, I have my kale smoothie. And I'm the same way as you, Bobby. I, I very It's important for me to take my daughter to cheerleading or gymnastics, depending on what day of the week it is, to take my son to tennis. Um, I want to be involved in their lives. I want them to remember me taking them to their sporting events. It's really important to me. It's not as important to me to take clients to happy hour or to join my team at happy hour. And I, I've, I think I'm to the point where I'm okay saying that and feeling that way. It's just my, my evenings are, are my personal time and I invest a ton of time in work. And we, we talk about it all the time. The, the laptop a lot of times gets cracked back open at 8 PM at nights, you know, from eight to 10. So I don't, I, I'm certainly not shortchanging the company. Um, but I need that time from like, you know, four or five till eight o'clock to spend time with the kids and the wife. And we all grew up in a different, in a different way. So if you're listening to this, and you don't have kids, you're probably going to do more happy hours. Um, and if you're trying to chase a big job, you're probably going to do a lot more extracurricular activities. I think the message here when we say create the schedule is that you need to create the schedule and stick to it. Don't do things that are out of bounds of that schedule. So um, if you catch yourself doing too many things that are out of line with the, the schedule that you created, understand you're probably going to fall behind. And that's what we're talking about here, staying productive in your jobs. So let's move on to part three, which is picking the big rock. So we've we've kind of stopped the noise. Uh, we've kind of created our schedule that we're going to stick to. And now we're picking the big rocks. So Many of you may have heard the story, but I'll run through it one more time. There's a great video out there. You can search it on YouTube or your favorite video device. And it's a big glass container. A professor goes through the story and he pours a bunch of sand into this container and says, how much more will fit? And, you know, of course, nothing else really will fit. You definitely can't put a, a four inch rock in this big container when it's full of sand. So dumps out all the sand, starts putting in some big rocks, asks, is the jar full? A bunch of people in the audience say, no, you can put more in it. So he puts a bunch of little rocks in it, uh, and then he puts the sand in it, shakes it to where the sand settles, and then he asks if it's full. A bunch of people say yes, and he pulls out a pitcher of water and pours the water into that. And that water, that water and that sand represent all the little things that we get distracted by, get, that get our attention, that, that we get totally immersed in at times, Facebook, Twitter feeds, the news we were just talking about, all the little things that aren't important. And if you do fill up your jar first with all that stuff, like the sand example, you're never going to be able to take time to focus on those big rocks. So think really and truly, what are your big rocks? Put those in your to-do list, put those in your schedule first, and let the little things come as they may. So what are your big rocks? What are my big rocks? I think they're going to change throughout your career. I don't think we can give you a bunch of advice on what those are. But if you're in sales, probably going to be customers, probably going to be pipeline, probably going to be revenue, some of those things. Uh, it's definitely not going to be your Facebook feed. How do you go about thinking about the big rocks, Brian? We, we've been very deliberate as a family as to what ours are, and then everything kind of works around that. So for us, it's about, first and foremost, it's about our faith in our kids. The second thing is about helping our kids and kind of extended family understand our family history and the circumstances of of the Evans family and, and kind of what our core principles are. 
And then the third for me is is building a lasting uh, legacy, uh, not to sound cheesy or as if I have some sort of legacy, but um, but I, I want to leave something for my kids and for my grandkids. So so we kind of have three big rocks as a family, but the third rock is the one that that tends to get a lot of focus in my work world, right? That's about um, you know building my business at Workday. That's about the work that Bobby, you and I do. Um, those are important things to me, and I don't let things get in the way of that. Uh, you know, I don't let kind of the noise get in the way of that. I'm certainly, you know, fitness and exercise are um, are fun for me. I, I deeply enjoy that stuff. That stuff, though, makes me more healthy for those three big rocks for me. So fitness is kind of a, uh, really an enabler for the things that I hold really dear in life. How about you? I think it's this. I think it's definitely family first. I definitely think that um, work has always been right up there, close to that, and, and has fallen definitely into a second, third spot today. Um, it's maybe legacy, but it's more along the lines of I think I gave up some of my kids' time early on <clears throat> for work, and now it's all about fixing that. As my kids are kind of moving on, my daughter going to college, my son in high school. That I am, I'm doing everything. I'm going to sacrifice a lot to make sure I have that time with them because you just can't get that back. And if you got really young kids, you'll never get it back, people. I know it's something we all hear, but you'll never get it back. And so I really focus uh, first on family, second probably on work, and then third would be uh, extracurricular activities like my golf and my other things that I'm, I'm passionate about. But those would always come second to uh, family and the work that I can do that will give me the ability to do those other things. So I think that what's funny is I used to say a lot that I was working for to do things with my family, but what I was doing was not spending any time with my family. I was just working all the time. Now I truly work only to spend time with my family or to be able to accomplish things for my family, take big trips, whatever else. If I'm not, a, if that's not providing a means to that, then I don't need to work. I could stay home with my family. So obviously we're all going to be at different points in our lives, but that's the way I think of those those three tiers today, and what I what I think I'm pretty good at uh, is we're really working on important stuff, uh, and this we'll probably talk about a lot over the next two weeks as well. But it it's so pun intended here to fo- it's so important to focus on the important and not the urgent. I see almost everyone around me that thinks they're extremely valuable or extremely busy focusing on urgent things that are that just aren't going to move the needle right it's it's comical that i see them working on little small tasks or making time for all these happy hours and building these relationships that people can't they can't impact their careers and if i had one thing i'd say about the big rocks is make sure that your rocks are important rocks and not just urgent rocks how many times brian do you see someone get distracted by something that's urgent it may be very, in that moment, may be seeming very important, but it's just urgent and miss out on the opportunity to do something that really could have been a game changer. Yeah, and maybe even worse, um, how about sacrificing principles for people that um, won't mean anything to you long term? You know, is it participating in that gossip that doesn't improve your life, uh, doesn't doesn't help solve any of those rocks that are important to you, but you just feel like, well, I got to be part of this, or I got to feel like I agree with this. 
I, yeah, I agree, Bobby, on, on multiple levels. Yeah, so focus on important things, and, and those vary uh, for sure. But I would also say then review those big rocks or important things uh, on a on an ongoing basis. It doesn't have to be daily, doesn't have to be weekly, but um, check in. Are you are you achieving the goals you want? So I can say mine have changed. My life plans changed a lot in the last twenty years, but I definitely think um, building wealth was something that was on that list uh, probably ten years ago. And maybe I accomplished some of that that allows me to do other things, but that that's no longer the primary goal. The primary goal is to just make enough to where I don't have to sacrifice the time with my family. So that's just one small example that might change for, for each of you um, and, and maybe changes your big rocks as well. Anything else on big rocks before we move on? No, that was good. I, I think I'd love to hear from the listeners what's what do you – what drives you? We've had some great interviews. Um, I think the ones that stand out are um, um, really Phil, I think, probably had the greatest one, who's, who's kind of the people leader at SHI, um, talked a lot about what, what drives him from work. So we'd love to hear from the listeners what's important to you, what drives you uh, to the schedules that you hold. Yeah, don't, share, don't hesitate to share tools, tips, yeah. tricks, other ways that you both get caught up, create a schedule, and and, and Pick your big rocks and stay focused on those big rocks as well. So key takeaways for today, find a way to clear out the noise, unsubscribe, hit delete. I don't think we talked about delete, but it is okay to delete email. I know people are so scared to do it, but you can delete the email. Create a schedule. Stick to that schedule. Um, Make sure you find out when you're out of bounds on that schedule and if it's becoming a habit or not. And then pick the big rocks. Make sure they're important, not just urgent. Um, and, and make sure you're reviewing those big rocks on a weekly basis. Not weekly, maybe monthly, but make sure you're reviewing those big rocks. So next, week's, next week, we'll talk about keeping up. Anything else, Brian? No, love it. So as always, average sucks. Average is the enemy. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Tech Sales Show with Bobby and Brian. Subscribe to their email list by going to bobbyandbrian.com and follow them on Twitter at Bobby Brian Sales.